Hello everyone, welcome to Hire Us Hollywood, the podcast where we pitch shows that Hollywood should be making. I am Diana, and I am one of your co-hosts. And I'm Jackie, the other co-host. Woo! Woo! (laughs) Meter COVID joy. Yeah. Um, And as you guys know... It is still a pandemic, but mm-hmm. we're still thriving. We're still here. We're on episode 30. What? Which, what? Who would have thought 30 <laughs> episodes? Like, if we made one episode every year from when we were babies, there'd be more episodes from when we were alive. Or, wait, I don't know. Yeah, there would be more this. episodes than there would be years we were alive. You got it right. You're yeah, good. there we go. I I, mm-hmm. I couldn't think of the phrasing. It's been a long day, and we all know my math skill is that of a fourth grader, um, which I can confirm because my sister is a fourth grade teacher, and she was reading me math questions from her test, and I was like, oh, this is the exact level of math I can do. Nothing beyond this is in my wheelhouse. Anything past algebra, not- I would like to tap out on. I, I could not do algebra to save my life. I was really good at geometry. You throw a shape at me. Ooh, let me let me tell you the area of that um, rectangle, right? I could do that. <laughs> Were you good at trade? Let me, let me, yeah. Okay, this is why we complement at... each other so well, Diana, because I am awful at trigonometry. Oh, no. I, that was one of the, trig was actually the last math I had to do. But, yeah, I could do anything with shapes. I remember Sokotoa. Do you mm. remember that? Mm-hmm. All of the visual math I can do, if that makes sense. I can't do visual math. It -hmm. just confounds my brain. Okay, do you remember, this was a hot topic on the internet, I think in winter maybe, as we know, time's an illusion right now, Mm -hmm. but it was, if, when you are thinking, do you, like, visualize things in your brain? Is this, like, where you're going to ask, like, like if you see colors? I mean, every, I, I'm assuming everyone sees colors unless they're colorblind. Yeah, like, like I don't... Uh, this is so... Conf- I always get very confused by this. This is, like, when people are like, oh, Kanye West and Lord have synesthesia. I can't even imagine what that is. <laughs> oh, I don't... I No, I'm not talking about synesthesia, because, yeah, that also is really confusing. Mm-hmm. But this is... What I've learned is some people, when you are like, imagine you're on an island and there are waves crashing on the beach. You're imagining the waves. Right. But do you like visually see it in your head? Like when someone says that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like people who maybe don't have that, because apparently a portion of the population do not visualize I was like, visualize visually. <laughs> it's, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> right? I was like, do those folks just not not do well with math? Do they have math, just no like, imagination? Visual math? I don't know. Apparently, like, I learned more about this because one of my cousins on Twitter tweeted that they were like this. And I was oh. like, what the? What is this? So I need, to, I need to ask her how she does it. Math. Like, algebra versus yeah. geometry. I mean, like, because if, if you were to ask me, like, what a couch would look like in a different part of the room, I would have a very hard time unless I moved said couch to the other side of the room. 
How is your depth perception? Bad. That's fair. I mean, do you have an astigmatism? Yes. That's probably why. Yeah. Okay. So on to some dull facts. I'll start with my dull fact about Jackie. And my dull fact about Jackie is that she's mm-hmm. bad at geometry. Okay. And my dull <laughs> fact for Diana is that when I met Diana, she was driving a different car than what she drives now. Oh, that's true. That's a fair point. I wanted to lead in to be like, when I met Diana, she had cat litter in her car. But like, that doesn't really make oh, sense. Oh, I did. I felt like that was too exciting. Actually, you know what? Actually, I didn't. You're thinking, okay, so when you first met me, I didn't have a car. Did you know this? Oh, I thought that was your car. No, no. So when I you first met me, I would, it was when I was still working in Chicago. So I was commuting the majority of the week. So on the weekends when I would work with you at our former employment place. I would just take my parents' car. Oh. So, and then I ended up getting... And so that was, like, for a good, like, a while. That was, like, almost a year. And then when my, my aunt, my godmother, got a new car, and she was like, do you want my old car? And I was like, yeah, because my parents were mad because I kept stealing their car when I had to work. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, you are such a blessing. Great uh, godmother i'm actually named after her shout out to aunt diana um and then but she was like oh there's kitty litter in the mm-hmm. back because in the winter you need kitty litter so you don't slide everywhere and i kid you not that first winter i was driving home from work and i had never been more terrified in my entire life because i was sliding everywhere because my parents were like um at the time it was like a a big ass chevy tahoe like four thousand wheel drive (laughs) i could have driven up a mountain in a blizzard and been fine in that beast okay and then this car is a a little uh well was a little toyota camry (laughs) that i remember like i spun out in my neighborhood and i was like gonna pee myself i was so scared and i think it was maybe like two weeks later i was like okay i need i need to get a new car i'm so scared i mean that's a good reason to get a new car yeah sorry that was such a long tangent for such a a dull fact but i mean the car had character yeah everyone made fun of it because um it didn't have like electric anything so you'd have to like (laughs) hand lock your doors <laughs> and like you crank, the windows. crank your windows and um of course there's no bluetooth i think it still had a cassette player yes uh i and, love that god it was i mean it was a, it drove well it just was a little blast in the past but i enjoyed that car its name was baby beluga oh i'm so endeared yeah you That's gotta so name cute. your car something fun yeah because I just remember that the kitty litter was replaced by your portable picnic set. Yep, portable picnic set. Very important to have in every car for emergency picnics. Mm-hmm. Good memories. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll go first for vibe check. Um, okay. I'm going to follow you up because last week you had like a great Mindy Kaling from The Office. And I mm-hmm. think this is going to really resonate with you, Diana, especially... Because it's a Monday and because it's life. But it's when Mindy Kaling has, like, her one shot of Kelly Kapoor when she's like, you know, some days 
I feel like I could just scream. <laughs> and then it cuts to her in the <laughs> conference room. And she's like, ah! <laughs> and, like, she actually screams. Honestly, I feel like I am Kelly Kapoor 83% of the time. Mm-hmm. I know that might be considered a self-drag. Is it, But though? if it's true, it's true. I don't think that's a self-drag. Yeah. One of my favorite Twitter tweets, tweets, one of my favorite tweets, is everyone out there thinks they're um, a Pam looking for their gym, but <laughs> more often they're a Kelly looking for their Ryan. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's true. Like, oh, I hate how... I hate how true that is. That but, is very, you know. very apt, especially for millennials. <laughs> yeah, I love Kelly Kapoor. Okay. My vibe check is sponsored by the Super Bowl, which was yesterday. It was lame. I mean, I was watching it mainly for the commercials and mainly for the weekend's performance. Mm. And I was underwhelmed by all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the weekend, something was wrong with his audio. I'm not an audio engineer. I sometimes play one on TV. Um, <laughs> but it sounded so bad. And I I saw the weekend at Lala. When oh, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. And I was like, this man sounds great in person and they're doing him dirty and i know he apparently paid seven million dollars of his own money to do this if i was him i'd be like fighting someone i'd be like "Uh uh-oh you go you gonna go edit this live (laughs) and fix my microphone seven million Um, out of pocket's a lot of money it is um i mean i don't got seven million dollars same no but (laughs) either way my meme is inspired by his performance because there's a lot of good memes. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen it, which this is going to be airing now, like probably a, a month after mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. But it, part of his performance, he goes into this light up mirrored maze room and he's like spinning around and it's like ugh, crazy. And the meme was like <laughs> me when I'm... Um, drunk in a bathroom at a bar <laughs> trying to FaceTime my friends. <laughs> so cute. And I was like, oh, it made me laugh. I was like, oh, this is like pre-COVID times when you could just be living your best life. That's, yeah, that's pretty perfect. I mean, we'll get back there, but... Eventually. Oh, I was like, oh, this is so fun. Thank you for that, the weekend. Yeah. Also, thank you, the weekend, for... Being a bright star on a really lackluster game. Moving on. (laughs) This is a podcast about Hollywood's next greatest TV show. Mm -hmm. And Jackie's giving me a little preview of her latest idea. And I think this might be a time where we actually live up to the promises we've made at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, as I when I explained this to my my housemate, I was like, "No, this is kind of dumb." He's like, "Jackie, this may be dumb, but it's not a stupid idea." I feel like that's a very apt way to describe many of our ideas. Mm-hmm. But I don't think this idea is dumb or stupid. Well, 
I guess we should start then. Uh, <laughs> that's, like, that's a great compliment. <laughs> I mean, it's my opinion, but am I right? Usually. Who knows? Okay. Main character is the gentleman from Hamilton who is not Lin-Manuel Miranda. So who is it? Leslie Odom Jr., Okay, so I was like, I need some clarification. He is, like, the incredibly handsome person from Hamilton. I need to Google his face, because I always get, um, people mixed up. Oh, okay, okay. Do you agree? He's, like, he's very handsome. Yeah, it's Aaron Burr. Yes. For, for the Hamilton fans listening to us. Yeah, we got to cash in on that. Yeah. <laughs> so the main character is Leslie Odom Jr. And what it is, is he, this takes place after the racial reckoning of 2020. Leslie Odom Jr., before the racial reckoning, was a police officer who had like a canine partner and he was really making his way through the force and he's in his 30s and he'd already been on the force for like 10 years. But after the racial reckoning, he decides he no longer wants to be a police officer. So the show starts like, at least six to nine months after, if not, like, one to two years. So his life after being on the police force is he has a, like, a pet grooming slash pet boarding uh, store that or shop that he runs with his boyfriend. And his boyfriend, I really, really want to be John Mulaney. I absolutely love John Mulaney. I think the pair of those two would be a delight to see on any television screen. They would be so cute together because I want the end shot of every single episode to be like them holding hands like and you like the cameras to their backs and like they're just like looking at like the dogs together and it's just like a very happy ending. Aww. It just warms my soul. I like that. Mm-hmm. So it's this couple who run a it's mostly for like dog grooming dog like boarding in the city and the whole thing is is that leslie odom jr's character has like just a great connection with animals if i was going the silly route i would make it that he the animals talk to him and it's not like he hears barks (laughs) he hears like english words but we're not going for that because we're not pitching this to nickelodeon however if nickelodeon wants this we will pitch that one (laughs) it's like a children's version Mm -hmm. also if you're not going the silly route does that mean like the name of the shop isn't like a fun animal pun oh it can always be a fun animal pun Okay, because I wouldn't expect anything less from you besides an animal pun name of this uh, pet shop. That's that's true. Yeah. So John Mulaney slash like the boyfriend is somebody who kind of like runs tech and Leslie Odom Jr.'s character doesn't. He's just like, oh, my boyfriend does that. And he's kind of like not super aware. But one of the things of the pilot episode is that one of the owners doesn't come and pick up the dog. So he starts to, like, investigate, like, what's going on with the owner, and then he, like, uncovers, like, that the owner was doing something nefarious, and he ends up, like, being, like, kind of like a bounty hunter, but he's still, like, helping society because he found out where this, like, bad person went, all thanks to the dog. What's the nefarious thing that he discovers? Oh, he's gonna be drugs. Like, just, like, imagine if, like, (laughs) it's drugs. (laughs) It's drugs. <laughs> it's just, just drugs. Because, like, cause, uh, dogs can, like, smell, like, dogs can smell, like, a lot of things, but they can also smell drugs. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, basically, like, 
it's not necessarily about like what the crime he's solving is that like he is still like helping society but like alongside animals and i know you said he's going to like full bounty hunter um is he gonna have a dog the bounty hunter style mullet or is that just when people later make fan art only for fan art, because it's, like, my first thought about when I was making this show, well, like, I, I had, or about the show, I had pitched Diana something about, like, do- I had said verbatim in the text, Dog the Bounty Hunter, because this whole idea came about, because I was like, mullets are coming back in fashion, but I don't really hear about mm-hmm. Dog the Bounty Hunter anymore. Didn't he die? I thought that was, um, the, Ir- uh, Steve Irwin. Well, he also died, hold on. I, I think he might have died, or maybe his wife died. Hold on. Are we about to make this really sad? Probably. Okay, he is alive. I thought it was, like, one of those Hulk he... Hogan situations where there's, like, a really bad thing that happens in the family. Uh, no, he's alive. His wife did pass away in 2019. R.I.P. R.I.P. Because remember, she had, like, the giant blonde hair? Yes. It was quite the look. Yeah. Um, he also had COVID. The latest the latest headline. Dog the Bounty Hunter reveals COVID-19 scare. Thought I was almost dying. Thankfully, he didn't. That we know of. Oh, wow. As of this recording. Also, did you know he was also in Sharknado The Fourth Awakens? Isn't that a direct ripoff on the Star Wars of Force Awakens? I can only assume based on the title. Um, it says, Finn, his family, and the cosmos have been blissfully Sharknado-free in the five years since the most recent attack, but now sharks and tornadoes are being whipped up in unexpected ways. That doesn't give you any information. I'd also I like mean, to say for the record that if Sharknado and or sequels to Sharknado can get made, we have actually concocted a show here that has a plot. I mean, that's And does not fair. have CGI sharks in tornadoes. I mean, you could have a CGI shark in a CGI tornado, but you don't have to make it part of the plot. True. That's a very valid, Diana. I would appreciate... That is a good point. Valid. <laughs> just like in the final scene of the pilot, you just all of a sudden, in the distance, see a sharknado. Just CGI... Why? Just because. Why not? Yeah, why not? We have the technology. We can we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> back, back to the plot. Back to the plot. So like it's mostly so Leslie Odom Jr. is the main character. There's his boyfriend. And I wanna like make the point that whatever happens in the show, it's kind of like how in Brooklyn Nine Nine, like Holt's relationship with his husband is like never anything that's ever questioned. They're just like mm-hmm. they have a great relationship. Like I don't want that ever to be like a subplot of like some like cute new person like walks in and like turns heads it's like that's one of the most like stable things of the tv show is like their relationship i love that do you think each episode is going to be sort of like more like brooklyn 99 where each episode has its own plot or do you think it's going to be one of those shows where the whole season is one story in each episode you get a little bit of it so I think the pilot is going to stand for itself, but I have also thought of other characters to round out, like, the Scooby gang to make it Mm -hmm. more feasible. So we have this really great couple, and then on the Mm -hmm. same street corner, there's this 
lovely abuela who either has tamales or tacos or both. And the abuela, like, you're like, okay, both the people I've described would probably not have an abuela. That's true. That's where their other friend comes in. They're going to be friends with, like, the abuela's, like, granddaughter, who's going to be, like, Mm -hmm. a food scientist. So, like, this person makes amazing food, and then their, like, granddaughter, like, goes on to get, like, a chemistry degree and works at a place like Impossible Meats or something like that. But, like, she's Mm -hmm. really good at chemistry. Glad someone is, because I know I'm not. Same. We're both making this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) so and i want like this like food scientist i want her to be like very like kick-ass badass like just like a fierce woman i was thinking like gina rodriguez would be really funny for this like the woman from jane the virgin i don't know why when you said that i thought of um from brooklyn 99 stephanie beatrice would be number two if gina rodriguez couldn't do it yeah um it's good to have options yes and i think like the food scientists like they want a tag team so i think like the the whole thing in the first season is like they're tackling like kind of like the first couple episodes all of a sudden there's like this common thread with stuff and they have to kind of utilize all of the different skills and the other thing i really want to do is that the main character really wants to get, like, he was in the canine unit, and, like, he really wants to get, like, his dog who was his partner back. So, like, that's, like, also the conflict that's, like, running through the whole season, is, like, how he can get his dog. Ooh, okay. Um, so who, so who then is the antagonist in this? Or not, yes. Yeah, you got it right. It's, like, keeping the dog away. (laughs) It's, Um, like, hold on, pause. (laughs) I think that is definitely, like, our main character still has allies in the police force, but I think, like, some people who are in this police force look down upon him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there could be kind of, like, those political things of just, like, there's a lot of stuff that happens, but not always, like, a lot of stuff gets explained. And he did, like, mm-hmm. quit. Um, I also want to point out that I want this show not to take place in New York City. Like, three cities I would like this to take place in, possibly, one of which is Philadelphia. Okay. Second of which is is Pittsburgh. And then okay. the third one is Denver. Denver? That's sort of out of the bag. Yeah. Like, I wanted to, like, not take place in, like, the exact same place you always see TV shows be made. Because I think there needs to be, like, a lot of elements of just, like, not that, like, crime is different in different cities. But I, I want it to have, like, a different type of attitude. Yeah. I think all of those cities have a distinct personality to them that you would be able to, I don't want to say like spice up the setting or spice up the narrative, but you could give it a distinct personality Mm -hmm. than you could with, I guess that's something I hate is when a show is just set in a generic city or it's in New York or LA, but it doesn't give it any of the New York or LA, um, What's the word? It's because they, like, film it in studios versus, like, filming it on the street. Right. The one I hated the most, one of my favorite shows ever is Happy Endings. Mm -hmm. And it was in Chicago, quotes, but it, it, the whole setting, it was very clearly filmed in, (laughs) 
I don't know, either Toronto or LA or something. And it just, it, you could tell, right. Like it, there was nothing Chicago about this setting besides them being like making references to the Cubs and whatever. And I hate when shows do that, where if you are making a distinct choice to set it someplace, just follow through, you know, give it like architecture and sets and whatever it's needed to make you feel like you're there. Have yeah, like the just like not everything flare. has to be New York City. Yeah, I think the big the big thing is if you're gonna do it in a certain city, just give it the city's vibe. Yeah, have and you I think, been to all those mm-hmm. cities? Have I? Yeah, I don't recall going to Pittsburgh. Is that because Pittsburgh didn't leave an impression on you, or because you haven't been there? Oh, I haven't been there. <laughs> Okay, just to be clear. I mean, I might have driven through Pittsburgh on a family trip, but I don't remember actually going into Pittsburgh. You weren't like, wow, Pittsburgh, I'm here, I'm home. No. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been to any of those places, no worries. Okay, Philadelphia is really cool. I will go to Philadelphia with you. Well, I'd go to Denver too, but like Philadelphia is better than, or I had a really nice time in Philadelphia when I was there. See, I have, like, a large list of places I want to travel, and I kid you not, it was, like, finally I had gotten into, like, a career where, oh, I have, like, the means and the PTO days where I can travel. Like, this is amazing. Global lockdown. (laughs) It It did happen just like that to you. It was very rude. It was rude. Oh, oh, you... you think you're gonna go have fun? You think you're gonna go places that are on your bucket list? Ugh, sorry. You're millennials. Your generation isn't allowed to have anything nice. You're not wrong. I mean... We'll get there one day. Yeah. Okay, back to the show. Because I really love this show. Um, I have another question, though, about your main yeah. characters. Go for it. I know that they are grooming dogs and they're boarding dogs. Do they have... Besides the canine partner dog, do they have any other dogs or any other pets of their own? I see them as, like, the people who take in strays. And then, like, mm-hmm. so they have, like, a hodgepodge of animals because, like, animals are always, like, coming and going. Like a rotating mm-hmm. cast of furry friends. Yeah. and I so, think- you, so you might see, like, a little shih tzu for three weeks and then... <laughs> The next week, it's like, oh, here's a Dalmatian. A Chihuahua. <laughs> Four weeks of, oh my god, um, one of my coworkers has a Chihuini. Okay, what? A Chihuahua and a weenie dog combo. Is this the rider dog? Um, I think you know what I'm thinking now. There's two people who have a Chihuini that I work <laughs> with because <laughs> someone else was showing off. They're like, we were showing off dogs in a Zoom call, and they're like, this is my Chihuini, and I was like, huh. I, I didn't know dogs. that was a possible combination. Honestly, you can combine any two dogs. Some of them may look like an abomination against God, but doesn't mean you don't, you know, you can't combine them. I feel like that's a statement about humanity. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what when we as a society decided every type of dog should be mixed with a poodle. Or a corgi. Or a corgi. Ugh, I, I think about my neighbor's corgi a lot, and it makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. For for listeners, so my neighbors had a corgi um, that had, like, a little wheelchair because its legs, they were tiny corgi legs, 
and it couldn't like it couldn't move around really easy so they would like take it around in it's little wheelchair i thought it was like paralyzed but then i found out oh no he just gets tired <laughs> oh, i didn't know that <laughs> i didn't know that diana i didn't know but, that but this this corgi oh, no. also hated my dog hated my dog Whenever Lucy was outside, and his buddy, buddy was outside. Fucking, excuse me. He was like <laughs> barking, like going ape shit, and Lucy would just be like la la la, staring, like be my friend. It was so stupid. Um, but one day, um, you know, Buddy was called to the big dog park in the sky, and I just, I didn't see him in his little little wheelchair anymore and it made me sad but now they have a chihuahua but it could be a chihuahua i don't know it's small time (laughs) will tell time heals all wounds but this dog um does not try to bark at lucy all the time i don't know if it it i don't know if it recognizes lucy but lucy's also old and can't see other dogs which makes walks a lot better now that she's older because she's no longer like, oh, I need to bark at this dog on the cross the other side of the street. Because she can't see it. <laughs> I mean, if we'd all be so lucky. Right. Going <laughs> the, t- the only time slightly losing your vision is beneficial. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe she has an astigmatism, too. You know you what? Know? It happens to the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> no one's immune. <laughs> no one's immune. Unless you don't have eyes. That's true. That was a very strange tangent. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So, like, I hope that I'm, like, selling this show as I hope to be selling it. Because just, like, imagine, I just really want people to think of, like, everybody loves dogs. And just think of, like, these, like, like, the people who would own, like, a really nice place for, like, people to, like, get their dogs groomed. That doesn't sound right. Just, like... I kind of imagine it being like kind of like the block and that's why I kind of mentioned like the Scooby gang and things like that Mm -hmm. because like the two guys look after the abuela and then the abuela is like the mother figure and like it turns out like you know there's just like a lot of different things of like found family even though obviously the food scientist like that is her family and just I think it would just be really fun to see like a show that kind of was a comedy kind of was like a drama of just like someone who's like actually just good at what they do mm-hmm. i think it'd be fun and i think it's something nice when right you have that found family working together mm-hmm. it's not a show where the conflict is oh they're mad at each other or they're causing drama amongst each other it's like no these are these people who are actively choosing to be in each other's lives doing good things for the community in which they live in Mm -hmm. which i mean if you want to take it a step further is actually the goal of um what true community community policing i guess is maybe not the word but like what people want for their communities is that those who live in the community are taking care of Mm -hmm. the community right like that's such a big thing and i think there's um a weird societal thing where recent generations didn't really get to know their communities as well. Mm -hmm. And you could say it's, you know, a lot of people have to commute a long time for work. People are working more jobs. It's, it's hard. Um, 
and I don't say a positive thing, but one one thing with lockdown is it forced a lot of people to stay home and get to know their communities more. So I could see a desire for, not even desire, but I could just see that being reflected more in shows like this where, oh, these people are actually part of their communities and now it's reflected in the media they're watching. Yeah, it's definitely the pursuit of that. I think you hit the nail on the head of just like, especially the main character really loved being in the community and being able to help people and being like a positive presence. Like it's not Mm -hmm. a coincidence that the show has minorities. I think that it's kind of like a statement on like, there are good people out there. Just sometimes like unnecessary obstacles are put in their way and that sucks. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a thing where um, people don't get the positive, I need to think of how to phrase this, people don't always get a positive and honest portrayal um, of of what mm-hmm. their communities look like, you know, because I think what you're describing isn't a fairy tale, you know, optimistic ideal. I think it's what you're describing already exists, you know, yeah. It's already, you know, you go to a neighborhood in Chicago, you go to a neighborhood in Pittsburgh, like, you're going to find communities that look like this, but the stories just aren't represented on TV. And a lot of times when they are represented, it's in a way that is so you're now speaking for this entire community and you need to take it seriously. Like, there's not an allowance to have fun and there's not an allowance to be like here's a fun light-hearted show that just shows folks having a good time and enjoying each other and doing positive things like there are for um pretty much you know everyone else and it's just mm-hmm. i don't i'm excited for that that aspect of it yeah i think it's exactly that. And I think that's why it's also important that it's not New York City or it's not L.A. Like, it's a different city that, you know, just shows, like, even if that is, it's a community that is there for their own community. That, like, mm-hmm. even when, like, this is obviously after the racial reckoning and after the pandemic. So, like, after everything, like, so much happens, I think that there's something that's really lovely about, like, these people being there for each other and things like that and obviously Mm -hmm. it's not that like you said it's not like nothing bad ever happens it's just like no these people are really dedicated to each other not because they have to but because Mm -hmm. they want to yeah and I think that's something that most people in general are are looking for in their lives right like they're looking for a place where they belong and that's that's how you know when you belong is oh these people are here by choice you Mm -hmm. know Um, I'm friends with my friends because they want to be friends with me and I want to be friends with them and we care about each other. So I'm going to support them and they're going to support me, right? Absolutely. So, and that's, that's what makes shows like, you know, when you think of the, the super popular sitcoms, when you think about friends, like, yes, it was fun and it was silly, but you know, the core is, they were, you know, I'll be there for you, LOL. (laughs) Um, But that, but that's truly what it is. You know, Mm -hmm. the other shows like How I Met Your Mother, it's because they were there for each other, New Girl, all of those. So I think having a more modern take and especially one that is just, it touches upon the realities of today 
Um, but it does it in a, I, I don't think lighthearted tactful? is the right word. Tactful, but does it in a, and not a super heavy way. Yeah. You know, because so many people think that to make a statement, you have to do it in a, let me show you all the pain sort of way. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's always, I think there's purpose to when people do that, but I think there's also a, I don't, a, a benefit to showing the, how do I want to phrase this? I think there's a benefit to showing the reality that exists in a positive light. Because if all you see is pain on on TV mm-hmm. or if all you see is a bad side, you're you're not going to be able to do anything besides to make that negative association. Yeah. Like, oh, all of these stories are sad stories when they're not all sad stories. Like, it's that whole, like, you know, you go on Facebook or whatever and it's like uplifting news and you get the cute stories and some people are like oh it's not real journalism blah 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 but you need that sometimes Mm -hmm. because you got to get that reminder that uh, oh my gosh jackie the quote on your leg what is it oh yeah uh, the earth is not a cold dead place exactly oh my gosh also, that's Jackie's fun fact, not dull fact. That's tattooed on her leg. <laughs> yeah. And if you're like, those are words that make sense. They're also like one of my like, it is like my favorite, favorite album from one of like a band I hold very close to my heart. So you guys should like go out and listen to it. And you'll listen to the album, The Earth is Not a Cold Dead Place. And you're probably like, wow, I've heard some of this before. And you're like, where have I heard of this before? You've heard some of the songs are on Friday Night Lights. I never knew this. Yes. I've also never seen Friday Night Lights, so. No. There's a lot of stuff that has been in my Netflix queue since probably 2014. That's fair. Also, I meant the movie. Some of, there's, I think in the first season they have some of the music, but like, I meant more of the movie than the TV show. There's a movie? Yeah, there was a movie before there was a TV show. Oh my god, I have so much to catch up on. Speaking of good things and also sort of music, did you have a soundtrack or, like, a theme song in mind, or... So, like, I kept... I've been trying to figure this out. Like, it'd be cool if there was something, um... Like, one thing that comes to mind is, like, Lady Gaga's first album, like, when it was kind of, like, disco-y. Mm-hmm. That's one option. Okay. I, I could see this. And also, I have an, another idea for you. Yeah, shoot. I don't know if it's going to be controversial or not. How would you feel about giving it like a little Mamma Mia, like having some ABBA thrown in? Okay, I will always be okay with ABBA. Because I feel like if you want something that's sort of like fun and delightful, my go-tos in my brain are either ABBA or, or Dolly Parton. <laughs> Nine to five would be hella cute. Oh my gosh. I just, I enjoy it so much. And you know what? If you got Dolly's to, you know, use a Dolly song for the theme song, could you get Dolly to make a cameo? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I think Dolly would love to be on this show. Maybe Dolly can be an executive producer. She does a lot of that. Yeah. She could be executive producer. She could be related to John Mulaney's character. Oh my god, what if that's his, like, um, aunt? Like, his mm-hmm. great aunt? His great aunt? That would be really cute. 
Oh my god, that'd be so fun. Yeah, no, we could definitely do ABBA. You remember the A-teens? <gasps> Don't get me started on the A-teens. I loved them. I had Barbies. Oh, you talked to me. I was going to say I had their CD. <laughs> <laughs> did you remember? Did you watch them on, um, before it was Freeform and ABC Family, it was Fox Family. Saturday mornings, you would watch um, S Club, who would also perform 18 songs. Did That's you know awesome. That? I don't think, because, like, before it was ABC Family, I think it was a different channel in my house, and we didn't always get that channel. It was Fox Family. But, like, different channel number. Oh. Did you know the reason Freeform has to pay, or not play, they have to play the 700 Club is because when they bought um, ABC Family from Fox in, I think it was the early 2000s, Part of the deal was that they had to honor the 700 Club contract forever, basically. It makes more sense now. Which but, is insane, because they'll go from playing some raunchy yeah. teen whatever stuff, and then it's like, 700 Club, let's talk about the Lord. Yeah, I was always very curious about that. I thought it was strange. Yeah, well, or now abrupt. you know, fun fact. So, yes, we want to do <laughs> ABBA, Lady Gaga, or Hosier. Hosier? Hosier? Hosier. Yes, the Irish gentleman. The Irishman. Yeah. My favorite Hosier thing that ever happened was he accidentally posted a Snap, not Snapchat, Instagram story that he meant to send to his friends, and it wasn't scandalous. It was him with the handsome Squidward <laughs> filter on, being like, uh-huh, like, making funny, like, bro noises, like... And then he had to do a follow-up. He's like, well, that was embarrassing. <laughs> and it just... If you couldn't love that man anymore, uh, it just... I love him. He's so would, great. He looks so ordinary, and then, like, he opens his voice to sing, and you're like, that is anything but ordinary. Who would your dream um, Hosier collab be with? Like, Hosier and Blank, and who would you want it to be? It would probably be Florence and the Machine. <gasps> I don't know. I had never thought of it before, but if that happened, I would pass out. It would be pass out worthy. I just, I don't know if my ears could handle it. It would be so magical. Wait, maybe that's what we get for the <laughs> theme song. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Florence the Machine and Hosier, who we can't... I can't pronounce his name correctly. It's okay. There's some things you just can't pronounce, and that's... We're all there. Yes. So that is the dream dream of our theme song. Yeah. Um, but important, though, we need to figure out a name for the actual show. So, yeah. So we need a name for this 20 to 30 minute sitcom. I think it, mm-hmm. it, it, it is like a multi-camera sitcom. So the one mm-hmm. that... Diana was very kindly broke it to me was not what we should go with was pause please because that's too much like paw patrol mm-hmm. and you were very right so I'm also back at the drawing board um I don't know like you could maybe make it some sort of reference of the um the name of the pet grooming shop Yes. Did you have that? No, I don't have the name of it. Because <laughs> you could do something fun where, um, you know, 
do you want something where it's like a pun? Do we want something that's like somehow references his police former policeness? Like what do you want? I, I to wanted reference? to have like something like to do with like four legged friend. Okay. Let's think about because I was thinking like do you want it to be like classy canines incorporated? Like Okay, you know. that is excellent. <laughs> CCI. <laughs> um, is there? Because I wonder if there's a way you can make that. Well, because then it's like, classy canines incorporated, and then is there a way then to make that his like bounty hunter something? I think his bounty hunter name would have to be CC. Yeah, because we never you never gave the guys um names besides John Mulaney and <laughs> Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah, I didn't give him names. I didn't have anything that came up. You could give his initials be, like, CC then. Okay. It could be, like, what's a name that starts with C? Charles. <laughs> You're only saying Charles because we know Charles. Copernicus? Um, was... That does not start with it. A... No, it does start with a C. But I don't know if that's a good name. Carl? Well, what if it's what if it's Copernicus and they call him Cap? Oh, I like that. Copernicus and his like last name could be like Charleston. Or Copper. No, that's too like too, too, <laughs> too close. Yeah. Okay. Um, or Cooper. Oh, I like that. Copernicus Cooper. Yeah. The bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something from James Bond. <laughs> Okay, um, I love that, because it's Classy Canines Incorporated. So then, what would you want the name of the show to be? Would you want it to be, like, CC Inc., or would you want it to be, like... I don't know. Um, it would be great if I actually knew. I think it might be one of those shows where you have a title in mind. We could say a title right now. And then you sell it, and they're like, the first thing we're changing is the name of the show. Yeah, because, like, even naming it something like Dog Days isn't, like, good. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't know. Well, because I feel like if you're, are you focusing more on the bounty hunter aspect or more on the dog grooming aspect? Dog grooming aspect. What if you did something that incorporated, like, tails in it? You know, because mm-hmm. it's like sort of like you're getting tails from the heads or tails. <gasps> that could be cute. Or that like, would what be. If it's like, what it's if closer. it's like, what if it's like tails from the something? Tails from the block. Oh, that's cute, and it could spell, but like tails, like T A I L S. Yeah, I sort of like that. Okay, let's go with it for it. Done. Write it down. Put it in a. Uh, post-it note because you know I'll forget it when I'm uploading the <laughs> same <laughs> yeah so it, it's Tales from the Block I think that's actually really cute too because we were trying to hype up the community aspect yeah I like that Um, and I think okay because I think that also gives it where like okay maybe he's like a quote bounty hunter or whatever but I think it also then you can make it a little bit less um, okay, every time he's finding, like, a drug dealer, you know, it could also be stuff where it's, like, I'm gonna help find the neighborhood kids whose lemonade stand, um, got 
hit up by like <laughs> a stranger or something and help track him down. You know what I mean? Like it yeah, gives him more I think, of a Yeah, I don't think like the bounty hunter is the big part of the show. I think it just is like something he falls into in the pilot. Like he has his like regular job pretty much like ironed out as much as like uh working with animals yeah. can be ironed out and he kind of just like falls into it. So the bounty hunter just like you're mentioning is very secondary. It just provides a fun foil for yeah. the show. Yeah, because I think it's just, it should be more focused on, like, okay, he works with the dogs, he has a community, like, you know, because I can even see, like, an episode where he and um, uh, his boo be walking the dogs after, you know, uh, the dogs are boarding, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, you know, they let go and they're chasing after the dogs, and then they somehow run into whatever the issue is of that episode, right? Exactly. Uh, you know, like, and I think there's so many ways you can do it, so... To me, this feels like a network show. Do you, I is agree. That what you were thinking? For it to be yeah. 20 minutes, I think it would be, like, really good for a network. I could see it mm-hmm. being, like, on Fox's 30-minute comedy block. Mm-hmm. I could see that for sure. I think, yeah, Fox would be good. ABC, I don't know. Like, NBC doesn't always have... I think, like, ABC or Fox would be it. Because, like, this yeah. is not, like, I think, like, the same type of NBC show. And I don't know mm-hmm. how CBS does with this type of material um they do mostly like big brother survivor and um ncis yes that's the only thing i've ever seen on <laughs> yeah so like yeah. i think those two networks would be really good for it i agree well i think we have a solid pitch here jackie what do you think i think this is arguably like when it's just you and i this is arguably our most well-rounded pitch because we we know like this is a show about community this is somebody who had a previous career but still wants to take elements from it into their new career we have like an actual group of characters who want to be with like want to be around each other and we have dogs and to my knowledge people really love dogs it's very true and here we were so worried that this was going to be another space camp episode you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of us, and here's what I'm going to do to top how proud of us I am. Um, we have handles on social media, because that's what podcasters do. We are Hyrus Hollywood on the major platforms. That's not Facebook. That is Instagram, and it is Twitter. We also have a Gmail. And Diana, what do you want people to send to the Hyrus Hollywood at Gmail other than acceptance offers? Ooh, that's a great question. I think this week, I think they should send us a a drawing of their favorite animal that they've made themselves. Okay, there you have it, folks. I really hope we start getting these because we've really only started asking the last episodes and I just want to post some of them. I think it would be great if you want to be featured and you want to make two lovely ladies days, you can send us something cute and or whatever Diana has asked for that episode that you just like listen to. Right. Or if you don't want to, you don't have to. No pressure. Just live your life. Yeah. Like we want y'alls to be happy just like we do this for our happiness. Yeah. It's 2021. Have some fun. Do some self-care. Live your best life. After a moment there, I thought you were going to say the Lady Gaga song. (laughs) Which one? Uh, The the one you were alluding to earlier. We'll just let, uh, we'll let people's mind wanders. Anyways, on that note. (laughs) 
Have a blessed evening, everyone. Bye-bye.